Uh, it's Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. Drew Pearson, the original 88, joining us now. And Drew, I got to say, love seeing that commercial. I've seen it before, but boy, you and and uh, CD and, and Dez and Michael sitting there hanging out at the, uh, what do we call that, Club 88? I want there to be actually be a Club 88 where I can go and, and hang out. But uh, I, I, I love that uh, commercial. Where, where did you guys film that? Uh, we filmed it in uh, Dallas uh, off of Central Expressway in Walnut Hills. Uh, I don't know how they found this person's home and why they chose their home, but that's where we did it. And we took over their house, their home for uh, most of the day. And, you know, of course, you have your sessions or where you get serious and film or uh, record what you uh, say, what you're going to record and what your lines are supposed to be. But uh, after that or before that, or uh, we had a ball just talking about each other and what the 88 club means and what we got going and how the Cowboys treat it, how no other team in the NFL treats a number the same way as the 88 club. So uh, we talked about uh, uh, CD stepping up and keeping it going. We don't want to have to kick him out of the club. You better step up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, uh, Drew, uh, people don't want to believe this, but Roger didn't always – and Danny didn't always hit you in stride. Occasionally, you had to reach back maybe and catch one. And uh, we on one of those plays, I think CD probably when his quarterback's struggling, sometimes you had that happen. You got to help him out. You got to make a play. And boy, that was not happening last night. Drew, were you were you as surprised as Jerry and Steven sound today at how inefficient? Uh, and just disorganized that uh, that the offense looked last night in that 19-3 loss to Tampa. Yeah, very surprised. I thought that would be the stronger point, even though, you know, you're, you're uh, dealing with a new receiver cord, basically, and new offensive line, basically. Uh, I thought, you know, that would be the strength of our football team early in the season, and the defense will come together, gel together, and be – the strength of our team when you really need it as you're jockeying for playoff position. Uh, so, you know, I was really disappointed, but I, I was like scratching my head. You know, I got a ball head in that. And so I got to be careful when I scratch it, you know? So <laughs> when I was scratching my head after the, the first series of running all these jet sweeps and reverses and double reverses, what were they trying to do in that situation? I don't know, but it didn't work. And that put them in a hole and, it seemed like, uh, Matt, that they didn't have the fire, uh, the desire, the competitiveness that it takes to win in the NFL. You know, McCarthy said it after the San Francisco playoff loss last year. He, he said it didn't seem like the team was ready. He could see it in their eyes or something like that. Well, he probably saw that same thing in this game against uh, 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 Tampa Bay. So, uh, you know, you got to come, you got to bring it. That's, it's about effort, you know, missing tackles and, oh, man, then no, let me get on the penalties, double-digit penalties again. You know, what are you doing? Are you working on this? Are you concentrating on this? You're trying to eliminate it? 
or you're just dealing with it and trying, hoping it doesn't happen and uh, cause problems uh, throughout the football game. But anyway, yeah. it was a disappointing loss. Uh, I'm glad I didn't go to the game, Matt. I sat here at home and uh, and I uh, was very uh, glad I wasn't around anybody because I might have smacked somebody. I was so upset. You need a good stiff drink to watch that kind of offense, don't you, Drew? I mean, you almost need a little something in your glass. I mean, that's a uh, that was <laughs> you rough. Got that right. I mean, do we you even? Do... <laughs> Matt, let me let me get to this. You made a good point about uh, CD. You know, the pass was a little behind him. No, mm-hmm. I told Roger, you never. If you're throwing to me, it's never a bad pass. All right, you throw it in my radius, in my zone. It's never a bad pass. I'm going to do everything I can and make an adjustment. If it's not there perfect, make an adjustment to make that catch. And that's what CD's got to do. He's got to step it up a little bit, you know? He's got to get a little more physical. He's got to little, get a little more vocal. He's got to be like me when I was out there talking noise all the time. He's got to be like Michael Irvin when Michael was out there. You know Michael talked a lot of t- noise. And Dez as well. He's got to be uh, uh, more aggressive out there, take charge. And when the other receivers aren't doing their job or he doesn't make a play, he's got to get back to that huddle and encourage other guys to step it up and keep going, especially now, you know, with your quarterback, you know, out anywhere from four to six weeks. So, uh, CD, we got to sit down and uh, get get together with him, not around any uh, Chipotle, just around maybe – uh, the four of us, and let him know what he's got to do to live up to these double eights. <laughs> Club 88 needs to happen. It may have to happen off-site, as Drew Pearson shares with us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Dak, Dak Prescott, before the injury, was uh, struggling mightily throughout this game. That That is concerning, Drew. Guy in his seventh year. $40 million a year. Uh, we know what the money is. We know what the expectations are for him. He's obviously seems like a tremendous leader. Uh, he's got so many things going for him. But that was a re- that looked like a guy that just wasn't ready even maybe for the speed of the game or something. I mean, it, it, balls were coming out late. Uh, he was floating. That interception... I mean, it just looked like he did. He wasn't recognizing the coverage. And Drew, for a veteran quarterback, that to me, that's pretty concerning. You got that right, Matt. It was concerning to me watching it, and couldn't believe what I was watching. You know, one thing that uh, predicated himself, and the reason, one of the reasons he got the big money and everything, is because he was so accurate throwing the football. But he didn't show that yesterday at all. And then uh, a lot of that accuracy was uh, uh, hurt by the decisions he was making, where he was throwing the football and how he was throwing it. And he just didn't look comfortable back there uh, 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 on, on drop-back passes and things of that nature. Even the uh, RPOs and other things he was running, he just didn't seem comfortable enough. What that got to do, you know, he's a, as you mentioned, Matt, he's a tremendous leader. We all know that. He's a class guy, character guy and all that kind of stuff. But what he's got to do is play his position so well that it uplifts the other guys. It makes the other guys better. He's got to make the other guys better. These young receivers, he's got to make them better. You know, he's got to lead them where they need to go. 
And uh, I didn't see any of that kind of leadership uh, uh, yesterday. But you can't be a leader unless you're playing, okay? You got to do the job yourself. So maybe that was the problem. But uh, he's got to step it up as well and become a better player so his teammates can be better. Especially now, you know, now that he's hurt, he's got plenty of time to think about this. And, you know, what we got to do is take Dak out of that offense and put Cooper Rush in there, and everybody else has to uplift their game a little bit better and play a little bit uh, better and play with a little more emotion to get the job done and uh, try to compensate for your backup quarterback being in there. Would you have a tendency to want to – trade for a quarterback there are some guys out there Jimmy Garoppolo's name comes to mind um and uh, you could you could lure like a Ryan Fitzpatrick out of retirement I think he's supposed to be on Amazon on their new Thursday night package uh or do you think hey you just got to go with what you have with Cooper Rush and Will Greer would you be tempted to kind of look around and see what you could bring in well, you definitely got to look around. You know, that's their job. They got to find out what's out there and what might be the best option available. Don't talk about Colin Kaepernick and um, Cam Newton and those guys. You know, they've, they've been out of the game too long to come in and try to help, help the Cowboys. But at, for right now, they got to go with what they got. And they got to build that confidence in what they got. They got to build a confidence in those guys. And, uh, in the meantime, look around, beat the bushes, see what's out there. You know, you talk about Garoppolo. Did, did San Francisco actually trade him yet? The way the, their quarterback played yesterday, you know, they might want to keep him around. <laughs> so, you know, it's hard. That's a tough position. And, yeah. you know, I mean, you get somebody of quality, uh, you got to protect them and keep them healthy. The thing about the, uh, Matt, the thing I'm upset with, uh, more than anything uh, with the way the Cowboys handle the offseason is uh, they let quality players go. And if you're going to do that, you got to bring quality players in. you got a quarterback that you've committed to, all right? He's your quarterback of the future. Don't take his weapons away. Don't take his offensive linemen away. Add to that. Find better ones. Increase the, uh, uh, the talent around him. Don't diminish it. And that's what's happened. The talent around Dak from last year to this year has diminished. And uh, it's in the offensive line, and it's in the receivers. So, uh, you know, that's the, the, the uh, pet peeve I have about uh, what went down in the offseason. We should have been finding guys to supplement or help uh, Dak become better and the offense become an offense like Kansas City and some of these other offenses even Carson Wentz, what did he threw? Four touchdowns yesterday? Yeah, yeah. And stuff like that, you know? I mean, come on, guys. You got other teams have receivers that you're never heard of stepping up and making big plays and doing it, you know? So we got to do the same thing. So you can tell I'm a little frustrated. Well, I, hey, <laughs> like why do you think? The Cowboy fans, right? <laughs> yeah, why do you think I immediately thought Drew Pearson today? I want to reach out and see. What's on Drew's mind? And I always love uh, catching up with you. Did you think at the time that Amari Cooper, when they made that decision to trade him for a fifth-round pick, obviously that seemed to be more of a financial decision. 
at the time? Did you kind of understand the reasoning, or did you think they they probably should have held on to him? You know, obviously knowing Dak had a a great chemistry with him. Yeah, he did. Uh, but I understand your your reasoning for letting Cooper go. You know, the the production didn't match the salary, and the salary is going to go up. You know, uh, into this season. Uh, but the disappointment for me is not letting Cooper go, but letting Cooper and Cedric Wilson both go. He should have kept trying to keep one or the other. And, you know, Cedric Wilson, every time he got a chance to play, you know, or uh, make a play, he stepped up and made a play. And uh, that's another weapon that the Cowboys let go that, that that could use right now. And so you couldn't let both of them go. But I understand them letting Cooper go. And, uh, you know, it looks like a bad move now. But salary cap-wise, maybe down the road, it might not be as bad when they can find somebody to replace him of the same quality. But uh, to let both of those receivers go, and now and knowing that your other receiver, Gallup, is coming off a knee surgery, and you don't know when you're going to have him and know how effective he might be when he does come back, you know, Cedric Wilson should be on that team. Yeah, and, you know you can make you can do something with Cedric Wilson and Noah Brown, and maybe develop some of the other guys. But you know, I think that was a big problem. And again, it goes right back to the same situation where you know they didn't build around Dak. You know, they deleted uh, talent around Dak. You know, it's going to pay or uh, show up this year as we go along. We better hope our defense can. Uh, keep people out of the end zone like they did yesterday, except that great catch that Mike Evans made. You know, yeah. he's, he's in my in my mind one of the best receivers in the NFL, and doesn't get enough recognition. But he just makes plays. But the defense yeah. pretty much kept them out of the end zone, of course, in the kick field goals. You know, if we can do, continue to do that and put some points on the board uh, with touchdowns, uh, then uh, we should be okay. Well, look. I mean, you look see at the Tampa. Schedule, Matt. You, you yeah. see the schedule, and it, it's not easy going forward. No, and and look what Tampa did. Julio Jones to add to Godwin and Evans. They got Gage from uh, from Atlanta. You know, they they don't stand pat. It, it's like we got to get Tom Brady. This guy's forty. He's still great, but he's forty five years old. Let's go bring some firepower in here and put it around him. There's no, there's no like, oh, let's just see if our internal candidates can get it done. Uh, they went out and got right. some things done. By the way, Drew, did um, uh, you've been a longtime broadcaster. Did you ever have a night where uh, the voice just left you, kind of like poor Chris Collins' work? Well, you could tell <laughs> right away. And, you know, that's the thing. NBC, if they don't want if they want his voice to sound good, don't make him yeah. do the Notre Dame game and then send him across the country. I mean, that that's you know, that's how those things happen. Did you did you ever have a special recipe for making sure you always had your voice? No, no, I never had a problem. A lot of times people told me to shut up or tried to shut me up. But, uh, <laughs> no, but uh, I never had that problem. But, you know, everybody was commenting, you know, what's wrong with this guy? Why is he sounding like that and all that? But, you know, Matt is not far from what he normally sounds like when he's, when he's healthy, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> It's just what you get. I don't know if you ever heard of Phil Mushnick. Uh, who writes for the yeah. New York Post. You know, he's that guy that writes about the uh, TV and all that. Well, he gets on Collinsworth all the time. 
because he can he does not spare words. I mean, he does not shut up the whole game. He goes on and on and on, even with a raspy voice and bad bad pipes. He still tries to bring it, but that's his game, and that's why he's uh, doing what he's doing. We're doing what we're doing. Yeah, I thought, by the way, you would like the tweet I had. I said, even Collinsworth's voice held up better than the Cowboys' offense. (laughs) Yeah, you got a good one there. You got that right, too. You got that right, brother. Hey, uh, Drew, always love seeing you. Uh, What was the first commercial you ever did? Uh, Think back to your playing days. What was the first endorsement or uh, TV commercial that you were ever in? You know, Matt, it was probably for Bonds Clothing, Bonds Clothes. I uh, uh, promoted them, did some uh, newspaper ads, magazine ads, little TV commercial. But you never heard of them, have you? B-O-N-D-S, Bonds. They were the, uh, they were the uh, big clothier back in the day, okay? And so wow. I, I was able to uh, do a, a spot with them. Then from there, I got a lot of opportunities doing uh, uh, car commercials because I had a lot of car deals over the years. And then I also did a lot of PSAs, a lot of charitable stuff, which allowed me to do a lot of PSAs. So all those things get, got my face out there. But I'm 71, Matt. To have a, a national commercial at 71, <laughs> ain't that bad. Ain't that bad. No, and I, I was hoping once you uh, got in the uh, the Hall of Fame that those things would multiply. But the truth is, even before the Hall of Fame, you were great on TV and you were in demand for that type of thing. But uh, that is pretty cool, a national commercial. Uh, and uh, the great thing, Drew, is nobody would ever guess in a million years you were 71 unless you told them, and, uh, which you just did. But, uh, boy, you yeah. still look great. I don't and I know tell you... too many people that, so I just told all <laughs> Central Texas, okay? <laughs> Y'all keep it, keep it under wraps. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, well, uh, Drew, always fun catching up with you. Cannot wait to uh, see you in person soon. You got it, Matt. Anytime. Call my name. I'm there for you, buddy. Well, you always have been. I appreciate it. There he goes, the uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Drew Pearson, the original 88 on the Matt Mosley Show, Campus Confidential.